Today on the show, 2022 might be coming to a close soon, but the news sure isn't slowing down. So the CityCast Boise crew is breaking down the latest drama at City Hall, sharing some perspective on Moscow coverage, and giving our picks for the best and worst moments of the year. It's Friday, December 16th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, filling in for Emma Arnold, and this is CityCast Boise. Blake, Evelyn, happy Friday. How are you doing? Doing good, thank you. We're doing good. Week's over. Week's over. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're almost to the end of the year. Yep. Just a little bit more to go. But yeah, lots of news to dig through before we actually wrap it up. Um, Blake, let's start with some big Boise news that's just continuing to be a messy story. And of course, I'm talking about um, the Office of Police Accountability kerfuffle. Uh, Love that word. I'm going to use it here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because now uh, former director Jesus Hara, who was fired uh, just like a week ago, now he's filed a lawsuit, right? So what's what's going on? Yeah. And he, he said right from the beginning that this would be happening. But yeah, you kind of get the feeling, I'm kind of getting the feeling anyway with this, um, all of this drama that we are really just at the beginning of this because this investigation and lawsuit is going to have to play out and then there's other related stuff as well. But essentially, yeah, um, the former director of the Office of Police Accountability, which is also called the OPA, um, Jesus Hara was fired last week on Friday because if the city government is going to release big news, it's going to be on Friday. Um, (laughs) Friday news dump. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. He he basically said that... um, the city uh, leaders, Mayor McLean and the city council, were retaliating against him for advising them that former police chief Ryan Lee be placed on administrative leave. And that happened way back in, I believe, April. Um, He had heard a bunch of complaints from uh, various police officers who had come to him and told him about all sorts of things. And he told city leadership that Lee should be placed on leave. He obviously was not placed on leave until those complaints were made public by KTVB. Right. And that that just um, that Lee was placed on leave after KTVB's Correct, reporting. Yeah. And then since then, yeah, he was all, fired. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Or he wasn't fired, but he was asked to resign. And he right. yeah, did resign. And then then Jesus Hara, yeah, uh, now has has been fired. Um yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does. You're right. I think it feels like we're going to see a lot more from this story, but it's really feeling like, especially with uh, the city council elections that are going to come in 2023, the mayoral election that's coming up. I mean, this is just a lot going into 2023 Mm -hmm. to be dealing with. Yeah. For sure. Blake, there's been so much going on with um, Boise PD. Like, it's getting messy from forever. It's just been a lot. And so, is this connected to that investigation? Do you mean the investigation into uh, like the former police captain, Matt Bringelson? Yeah. So basically, that investigation into Matt Bringelson's, um, who a couple weeks ago was found to have been supposed to speak at like a white nationalist conference, a bunch of videos and blog posts came up uh, of him saying really, really awful, sp- specifically anti-Black stuff. That all came out after he'd already quit. 
Um, but then the investigation into his impacts just started this week as well. So that's just another another whole huge thing going on down at City Hall. Um, and he is one of the people who did go to Jesus Hara last spring and made an official complaint against uh, former police chief Ryan Lee. So he, it is kind of connected, but for the purposes of moving forward, they're pretty separate. Mm. Right. Different, different, very messy topics to continue yeah. <laughs> to follow um, and to dig through. Evelyn, let's let's turn to Moscow and to, um, of course, the the story that, you know, none of us can stop thinking about. It's been a month since the U of I community lost four students, Kaylee, Maddie, Zaina and Ethan. They were found stabbed to death in an off campus home. Earlier this week, we spoke with Abigail Spencer, the news editor for the student newspaper on campus. It's called The Argonaut. And Evelyn, I know you went to school there. You studied journalism there. Um, you booked Abigail on the podcast. What stood out to you about our conversation with her? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I was just amazed at, you know, these are students um, who feel super connected to Moscow. They love their school. They love the city. And at the same time, they're interested in journalism. They're working at the Argonaut. And so, of course, they never expected that they would be covering such a huge tragedy. And so what really stands out to me is that, like, Abigail is this student who's super involved in campus. And so um, she told us that she was, you know, ready to tell a story, report on this. But at the same time, it wasn't until the vigil that it really hit her. Like, this mm -hmm. is my community. This is how we were affected. These are real people. And yeah, it's just insane to me to think about how the national media is just taking over Moscow and how it has affected all these students. Yeah. And Evelyn, what did or I guess police still haven't named a suspect. Uh, they haven't found the weapon. They don't have any arrests. Um, obviously, there's a lot of um, rumors and online speculation and, you know, people talking to the press when investigators haven't really told, like given them the green light to do that. Obviously, the whole community is really scared. But what did Abigail talk about and what have you heard about what it feels like to be in Moscow right now? Yeah, Abigail told us the vibe in Moscow is just really sad. It's it's yeah. dark. And, you know, reflecting on my time as a student um, when I was in, in Moscow, this time is where students are stressed out because they have finals and they're wrapping up the year. But it's also really fun because the holidays are around. And so a lot of um, organizations do holiday socials and then the winter commencement. So people are getting really excited to graduate. Um, and so, yeah, that sucks. Like, everybody's just mourning in different ways. I had a friend who she graduated, but they, her family, they went to see her graduate and they left immediately. Like, they were, mm -hmm. like, in and out of Moscow. We're not celebrating here. We don't want to be here. Yeah, actually, Blake, you you wrote, and it really hit me uh, in our he Boise newsletter earlier this week, um, about the, the one-month anniversary on Tuesday. And uh, I think your first line was about Kayla Gonsalves and the fact that she was supposed to have just graduated and her family would have been celebrating this, you know, momentous occasion in a young person's life. Um, and I just think too, you know, one thing that Abigail said that just really hit me was like 
how uh, incredibly mature these young journalists are and how immature the national media is <laughs> around this story <laughs> and how salacious it has become. And there's even some, you know, folks, I would say, in local media to a degree, although for the most part, it has been very respectful. But, you know, every once in a while, I'll see something. I'm like, why are we talking about it like that? Why? Why, why, why? It's so it's so gross. And I will be shady. Like some people are using this horrible tragedy to advance their career, to get the most views, to get the most followers, to put their name out there. It's just so gross. Yeah. And it, it also makes me... Um, Grateful to hear that she did end by saying, I still want to be a journalist. And I was like, good for you, mm -hmm. because this is really, these are the kind of stories. I mean, you never want to have to cover this, uh, but to have people who are actually on the ground. I mean, we're all we're all local reporters, so of course we care about this. But it really does, I think, uh, show how important it is, like deciding what, lo what media you take in about a story is. And of course, um, always going local is, is best. I also wonder just like, what will this be like in 2023 for the U of I? You know, when you think about enrollment, um, certainly just even thinking about the students who are already enrolled and are they going to be on campus? We know that a lot of them chose to not return after Thanksgiving. Um, and what will that even look like? Like, will it just be quiet in the spring semester? What will that feel like? Oh, my God. Yeah. Ugh. It's dark. It is dark. There's just so much misinformation going around and it's getting really complicated for everyone who's working over there. And so the, the police are working every day to try and figure out what's going on. But of course, they need tips. And so they're asking the community um, to send them any tips that can help them. Yeah, good point. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, we've heard that recently, especially, they've been starting to get tips that are based on kind of this misinformation and these like online theories and stuff. So they really want people to focus on, you know, what they have released for facts. So if you do have a tip, a credible one, this is what you should do. You should call the FBI's tip line. It's 208-883-7180. We'll also put uh, the email for the tip line in our show notes. Okay, we are so close to the end of the year. It's a good time to kind of look back on 2022 from a news perspective, but also just kind of like from a personal perspective and for what our community has gone through in the last year. Um, I would love to do a little bop or flop, best, worst, whatever we want to say. <laughs> um, who wants to go first for maybe a worst of 2022? So... The worst part of 2022 is all the construction going on in Caldwell. <laughs> all of it. All of the roads that I like to use, all my favorite little back roads to get into Nampa or further into Caldwell are all closed. Oh. And it's like, come on. I'm waiting. Months pass. More months pass. And nothing. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> What's going on? Why are these roads still closed? And why am I driving with a bunch of cars on the Cleveland Caldwell Boulevard? <laughs> I love that this is your beef. It's been like kind of consistent. So it totally makes sense that here we are and you're bringing it up now. Um, I, wow. Is this like your uh, like the symptom of growth that... Uh, is really cutting into your commute time, right? Yeah. I really am starting to feel like, you know, the elder folks of like, oh, why is this going on in my community? 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, but for real, how much longer is it taking? Like adding five minutes, 10 minutes? What? It's really not taking any time. The whole point is that my back roads are always empty, so I'm not around any other cars. And so now I'm like forced to hang out with all of these cars going the same places or same area that I'm going. I love the idea that like being on a road with other cars is hanging out with them. Like <laughs> Yeah, they can probably hear my music. We're vibing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, Blake, do you have a, a worst you want to share? Yeah, and I'm gonna kind of spin it because it's like also kind of like one of the best things. But um, Boise Pride this year in September, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think the best aspect of it was that like after everything that happened, Pride was still amazing and it was still super fun, um, and it had kind of a more earnest political um, sentiment floating around than there naturally would have been. But the worst is definitely like thinking about, um, you know, the different corporations that dropped out of sponsorship to Boise Pride for uh, complete misinformation um, about that drag like event with children. Um, Looking at you, Idaho Power, ICC, (laughs) like you all know who you are. Um, We're not going to forget. But yeah, so it's like that sucked. But it also turned into something that was really fun and great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's good to have that be an asterisk of actually yeah. kind of best, too, because that's important to remember that. Um, gosh. Okay. My worst is I hated this summer heat with a abiding passion. Uh, we had a total of 22 days of over 100 degrees. And it was so bad. It was so rough. Um, I know we're in the desert. I get it. Boise always gets hot um, and it stays hot consistently. But this broke several records by several days. Um, So, yes, climate change (laughs) is here. It's happening. And it's stressful. And it made me mad. It made me anxious. (laughs) It made me depressed. Uh, I didn't want to leave my house. and I let's not do that again. Let's just not. <laughs> Frankie, did this heat impact all your Boise River hangs? Your little <laughs> secret spots? Did you avoid that now? It did. It did kind of. I was like, I mean, I did. Yeah, because they were just overloaded, A, and I had to get there at like 8 a.m. Uh, so that's not when it's going to happen. Um, I basically just was, you know, grateful to have really good air conditioning and stayed inside a lot. Um, so... I'm I'm loving the winter. <laughs> I'm like fully embracing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, best, 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 best. Uh, I think my f- the best thing that I think happened um, to our community this year was that uh, people were able to safely, more safely than have been in the last few years, been able to gather, especially for arts and culture events. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, it's one of the reasons why I moved to Boise in the first place, why I stayed was because we do have this really great, fun, quirky, robust arts and culture scene that's really supportive. And it's great to see plays happening again in person and sh- concerts. And um, I tried to do as much as I could um, to enjoy it. So true. I'll hop in just because mine is really similar, um, which is it's more of a personal one. But like um, I got to graduate from Boise State in the spring after spending four years there. Uh, and it was the first graduation back on uh, the blue, which like wasn't that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> like, it was yeah. cold that day. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. It was so cold. But 
yeah, I think that that just kind of signaled to me that and um, Tree Fort back in March, um, which was beautiful, just kind of really signaled to me um, a big shift uh, that hasn't really happened, I think, since the start of the pandemic. Obviously, we still need to be careful, especially, you know, yes. with these colder months um, and staying indoors and gathering and stuff like that. Like, we still need to be taking care of people uh, and taking care of ourselves. But I think that in the summer, it really, like, we kind of hit a stride there for a bit. And it was a nice, a very much needed respite. Yep, agreed. Okay, Evelyn, best? Best thing that happened to the community is that I moved back to the Treasure <laughs> Valley. Um <laughs> Of course. Yes. <laughs> to a bunch of brand new roads that were under construction. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, moving back to the Treasure Valley, moving back home was probably the best of 22, mainly because I was really able to connect with other Latino journalists in the area, being able to hang out with them, talking about, you know, being in, involved with the media and all of that. I think that has been, it's been, it's been really fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Building community. And uh, that's, that's really awesome. And we're so glad that you did come back, Evelyn. Yeah. <laughs> because without you, you, we wouldn't have been able to do CityCast Boise. So. <laughs> Which also is the best thing that happened in 2022. So true. Yeah. very true. <laughs> Honorable mentions. Yes, facts. <laughs> Thanks for listening to CityCast Boise. Our music is by All the Kimonos and local band Up Is The Down Is The. Evelyn Avitia produces the show with help from Jennifer Jarrett and Noah Snyderman this week. Blake Hunter edits our Hey Boise newsletter. And I'm Frankie Barnhill, filling in for host Emma Arnold, who will be back on Monday. Have a good one, Boise.